Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you learn about the first ever scientific tool to cure hiccups and why a longer childhood means bigger brains for smart birds called corvids. We'll also answer a listener question about how spacecraft are able to move around even though space is full of nothing. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Stop holding your breath. Put down that glass of water. Drop that spoonful of sugar. That's right. Researchers in Texas have invented a cure for the hiccups. So hiccups are annoying for most, but they can actually be particularly unpleasant and super persistent for certain people, like those with certain neuromuscular injuries and cancer patients undergoing some kinds of chemotherapy. That's why the FIST is such a big deal. FIST stands for Forced Inspiratory Suction and Swallow Tool. It looks like a chunky drinking straw, and that's basically how it's used. When someone has the hiccups, they put the fist into a glass of water and then suck the liquid through a pressure valve at the base of the straw before swallowing. Again, this thing is basically a high-tech straw. Hiccups get their name from the sound that's made when the glottis, that's the part of your throat that contains your vocal cords, closes really quickly. That's the sound of a hiccup. But that pesky condition starts deeper in the body, at the diaphragm. That's the sheet of muscle under the lungs that usually makes it so you can take smooth, rhythmic breaths. Hiccups happen when something throws the diaphragm out of whack and causes involuntary contractions. The fist is designed to put the diaphragm back in its normal rhythm. The idea is that forcefully sucking while swallowing will stimulate two nerves connected to the diaphragm. That should make the diaphragm contract while part of the throat temporarily closes. The sequence of events is thought to bring a bout of hiccups to an end. But does it work? It's too early to say. The researchers tested out the invention by giving them to 600 people. When they surveyed the group, about 250 people replied, telling researchers the fist effectively stopped hiccups a whopping 92% of the time. Now, that's not proof, especially since there was no control group. But it's a good sign. With any luck, stronger evidence will be on its way soon. The researchers are waiting to conduct a double-blind clinical trial that should offer high-quality data. Their current challenge is developing a convincing placebo straw to give the control group. But if you're curious, you can try it out for yourself. The device is commercially available as the HICAWAY, that's H-I-C-C-AWAY, and it's got mostly positive reviews. This is not a sponsored story, by the way. We just thought it was a cool invention. I mean, yeah. I get hiccups all the time, and I ordered one of these things. It hasn't arrived yet. They're on back order currently, so we'll see. I'll get back to you when I try it out. Please do. Childhood seems to last forever when you're a kid, and that's no illusion. Compared to many other animal species, humans have especially long childhoods. But we're not the only ones. And a study on some smart birds shows that that lengthy childhood is time well spent. The longer youngsters spend with their parents, the more successful they are when they leave the nest. To understand the evolutionary benefits of parenting, scientists looked at two species of brainy birds called corvids, whose brain-to-body ratio is similar to ours. These birds have also demonstrated some skills we thought only humans could do, like using tools and recognizing themselves in mirrors. 
So first, researchers created a database detailing the life history of thousands of species of birds, including more than 120 corvids. Chicken-like birds, called megapodes, have a hands-off parenting style. Adults lay their eggs in burrows and bounce. Babies hatch with their eyes fully open, dig themselves out of layers of soil, and even take flight the same day. Corvids, by comparison, live with their parents for up to four years. That's equivalent to about 20 years in human terms, so it's roughly similar to our own childhoods. And along with that long childhood came bigger bodies and brains than their deadbeat parent cousins. Next, scientists put the survival skills of wild corvids to the test. They challenged a group of Siberian jays to retrieve food from a puzzle box. The young that were taken care of by their parents learned to unlock the puzzle box faster than jays who didn't have a parent to teach them. Those smarts made them more likely to live longer and start their own families. Researchers also watched New Caledonian crows learn to gather food using tools. It typically takes a year for a young crow to learn this skill, which is a big-time investment for parents who have other mouths to feed. But the adults are patient with the youngsters. They feed them, show them how to collect food, and even let them steal the tools to give it a try. No wonder these crows have the largest brain-to-body ratio of all corvids. Practicing under a parent's wing lets corvid and human kids make mistakes and fine-tune life skills. That leaves them with larger brains, sharper skills, and ultimately, a better shot at survival. Which is, you know, kind of important. We got a listener question from Nathan in Clive, Iowa, who asks... If space is full of nothing, what allows spacecraft to move in space? This is a really important question, Nathan. So here on Earth, we're familiar with vehicles that use stuff to move. Like cars and trains use friction between their wheels and the road or tracks to propel them forward. Airplanes and helicopters push against the air in our atmosphere to stay aloft. But out in space, where there's no road, no tracks, and no air... How do rockets go anywhere? This all comes down to our old friend Isaac Newton and his third law of motion. Every action produces an equal and opposite reaction. That law is also known as the conservation of momentum. Momentum is just a number that combines an object's mass with its velocity. But what's important here is that Newton's third law says that no matter what's happening to a system, total momentum stays the same. So, like, if you shoot a t-shirt cannon while standing on a skateboard, first of all, I want to live your life, but second, your skateboard will be pushed back with the same momentum as the t-shirt, but in different directions. The two numbers cancel each other out, and total momentum stays the same. But that's on Earth, with friction from the ground and air molecules slowing you down. If you were out in space with your moon boots firmly stuck to that skateboard, shooting the t-shirt cannon would send you flying backward even faster. That's exactly what rockets do. Exhaust gases get momentum as they're expelled from the rocket engine. As those gases move in one direction, the rocket moves in the other direction, and momentum stays the same. If you had a spacesuit, you could do the same thing in space by shooting a t-shirt cannon, throwing a bowling ball, or anything else you could give a bit of momentum to you'd start moving in the opposite direction. 
No ground, air, or stuff required. Thanks for your question, Nathan. If you have a question, send a voice recording or an email to curiosity at discovery.com or leave us a voicemail at 312-596-5208. Before we recap what we learned today, here's a sneak peek at what you'll hear next week on Curiosity Daily. Next week, you'll learn about how doctors can use cosmic rays in medical diagnoses, two new species of ancient human we just discovered, a mysterious battery that's been going and going and going for more than 175 years, how that song that's stuck in your head may be helping your long-term memory, and more. Okay, so now let's recap what we learned today. Well, we learned that researchers in Texas have invented a cure for the hiccups. It's basically a high-tech straw that makes you forcefully suck in water while swallowing in order to stimulate two nerves that are connected to the diaphragm and put the diaphragm back into its normal rhythm. In a survey, roughly 250 participants said that it effectively stopped hiccups 92% of the time. There was no control group, though, so take that with a grain of salt or a spoonful of sugar. You know, if you've got the hiccups. When I get the hiccups, I am in such excruciating pain, I would do almost anything to stop them. Like my entire chest, it just like everyone that comes, I feel like someone punched me as hard as they could or like actually like swung and hit me with Mjolnir, Thor's hammer. And it, it's so bad. It's so bad. Like there are times I get it and I'm like, I, I would do anything to stop this. So, yeah, I get it at different intensities. Uh, but sometimes sometimes it's really intense and very loud and kind of embarrassing. So, yeah, I'm with you. See, I don't mind loud. And I got to say, I don't want to ever stop my baby's hiccups because, A, <laughs> they don't bother him at all. And B, they're so adorable. Baby hiccups are the best. My cat hiccups sometimes, too. Ooh, is it cute? It is cute. You just you don't hear it, but you see her whole body just kind of twitch. And then a few seconds later, twitch. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And we learned that the birds with the longest childhoods also have the biggest brains. That's from a study of two species of corvids, which are birds that have a similar brain to body ratio as humans, along with an equivalent time in the nest as us, if you translate to bird years. All that time being taught by their parents leads to more survival success once they get out on their own. Corvids are awesome. There are a lot of ravens here in Asheville. And I just, every time I see them, I'm just like, I want to hang out with you. I want to know what you're thinking. I want to have a conversation. Let's do it. But they don't talk to me. Mm. <laughs> cool. Not awkward at all. <laughs> We also learned that rockets move through space without air, thanks to Newton's third law of motion, my favorite of his laws of motion. And that is that every action must have an equal and opposite reaction. When exhaust gases shoot out of the rocket engine, the rocket moves in the other direction to keep momentum the same. So there you go. Yeah. Easy peasy. Like movement in space. It's really common to kind of marvel at like how how do we move around in space if there's no air? But honestly... Space is the easy part. It's like, how do we move around on Earth with all this friction that we've got? Like, that's the challenge. I mean, getting a rocket out of Earth's atmosphere, that's like the hardest part of any rocket launch. Once it's out in space, pff, easy. I'll keep that in mind the next time I try to go to space. <laughs> you do that. Might be a while. <laughs> 
Today's writers were Grant Curran and Steffi Drucker. Our managing editor is Ashley Hamer, who was also a writer on today's episode. Our producer and audio editor is Cody Goff. Have a great weekend. And as the crow flies, you can join us again Monday to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. Stay curious.